Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And, well, you've just done it again. <laughs> Maybe for the first time. <laughs> you are tuned to the open door, which is the open door to the Summer Lighthouse, and this is the online voice where we practice, promote, and teach these Ascended Master's teachings. And today we're going to be converging on a very special place, which is the center of everything, in our opinion, which is Christhood. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, I think that um, our themes are generally converging on this point. For the most part, I believe this is true. That what we are aspiring to do is to merge with our real self. That's capital R, capital S which is our Christ self. And this is perhaps the single most important event in the, on the planet. Without question. I mean, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within us. And mm-hmm. I don't know what people think when they hear that, whether they think, you know, it's by the gallbladder or something else. <laughs> but I'm only saying that because I never hear that the Christians talking about that. I hear them talking about us being worthless sinners, et cetera, et cetera, and only because of Jesus we're getting to heaven. But the reality is that the presence of God is within each one of us. And what we need to do is to align ourselves with that. And Mrs. Prophet in her lecture excerpt hearing today gives a very apt description of that. Very. How do we feel God within us? How do we feel the light? How do we act through it? But we live in a world of illusion and maya. Maya being a Hindu word for illusion. In other words, what is real in our world and what is not real? And the search for money, fame, fortune, whatever it is that the world goes after is an illusion because it's not ultimately real. Only God is ultimately real. And we're not ultimately real until we have become one with that God. How do we do it? It's the path of personal Christhood, which Jesus exemplified in his life. You know, our program name, The Open Door, comes essentially from that same purpose, the same focus, which is through this open door is how we get home to the heart of God, how we achieve our ascension. And that all of the process, the practice, the flow, the path goes through the Christ. And it's, it's such a, a huge difference between traditional Christian theology, which is, I mentioned, your sinners were getting to heaven because Jesus paid the price. Well, Jesus is my savior, I can assure you of that, and he did pay a price so I could have these last 2,000 years to work on my karma. And that's true for all of us. Some of us have done better than others. But um, the, the reality here is what the world is being taught, certainly in the Christian path, <clears throat> is just not true. Yeah. And, and it's a challenge. I mean, if you've been brought up to believe this or you're part of a society that sort of accepts it, then to hear these words, well, I mean, is this, you know, is it blasphemy? Yeah. How dare you consider yourselves equal with God or with Jesus? Well, the reality is if God is God in me is equal to God. You know, my human personality isn't, I can assure you, but God within me. So it's not, it's not blasphemous to walk the path that God has set before us. And this is the tragedy of the life of Jesus. He exemplified the various stages and tests on the path. We won't get them exactly the same way, which may be good news, <laughs> um, but we'll get them. And this is how we're supposed to live. And so the path of personal Christhood is diametrically different than being, quote-unquote, saved in the traditional Christian 
You know, and I I really hear that too. And I think that one of the things it's important to say is that we're not splitting hairs here. The concept that Jesus died for our sins, in one respect, is true because he was basically saying, I will hold your karma until you're able to handle it yourself. So I'm giving you this reprieve. But he also said very clearly, as you're pointing out, these things I do, so shall ye do, and greater things. Right. You know, this is not... This is not the exception, but the rule. We, I know we've gone down this road many times. It's worth going down it again right now because this is what we're really talking about is basically accepting and embracing your true birthright. And, and keep an open mind on this. Um, you know, you have to study and look, look and read and so forth and pray to see if this makes sense to you, <clears throat> if God is giving you um, the go-ahead on this. But it's it's worth pursuing because... We're all going to come to the end of this life at some point. What have we done? What have we achieved? You know, in the last few weeks, I think uh, Paul Allen, who was the co-developer with Bill Gates of Microsoft, passed away at a fairly young age. And I don't know about anything about this gentleman particularly. I know he was um, he owned some sports teams and built a rock and roll hall of fame in Seattle and so forth. But he was a billionaire. And what did he achieve? You know. <laughs> and again, I, I'm just saying is money does not denote achievement. In fact, what did Jesus say? It's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a camel through the eye of a needle. So, um, again, I'm not sending them out, but this goal of abundance, which God wants us to be have an abundant life, but not as the ultimate. We can't make money our God, or we can't make success in our workplace our God. God has to be our God, and then other things can fall into place. Well, I want to go back to a quote we alluded to at the beginning of the show at the top of the hour and this is, you're going to hear this again in this first dictation, the first lecture excerpt, and it is this. The hour of Christhood in you is more important than any other event taking place on this planet. That's pretty powerful when you think about it. Well, it, it's, it's unequivocal. Yeah. And, you know, something uh, just before our program started, you used the phrase WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know, that's the best qualifier you know, in that respect, we we work in tandem with the Christians because that's a phrase that's popular with them. And we, every moment, you know, is a, is a why in the road for what we do. And this is how we become more of the Christ. We each have a Christ self. So we say to ourselves, on each decision we have to make, what would Jesus do in this situation? And, and it's incremental. You don't put on the Christhood all at once, so to speak. You put it on in portions. And as we'll hear in the teaching today and the coming weeks, um, how do you know when the Christ is working through you and when <clears throat> it's just your human self? Well, you can look at what you're doing or what you're thinking or what you're saying. And if you say something unkind to someone, you know, would Jesus do that? Would the Christ mm-hmm. do that? Whoa, I don't want to go there, you yeah, know. Yeah. And this doesn't mean you, you get so afraid to go out of your room in the morning <laughs> lest you make a mistake. It's okay to make mistakes, but you have to strive to gain mastery over your patterns of living, of thinking, of praying, so that you can create a chalice where the Christ can be there and operate through you. And this is a process. It's not impossible, but it's not easy either. Because if it was easy, we all would have achieved it by now. (laughs) You know, um, the ideas that we've expressed about Jesus' role as an exemplar of this path is controversial. There's another controversial statement. This may be a little bit more oblique, but it is basically this, that we are called to Christhood because God needs us as much as we need him. 
that he we we could you explain that for us, Tom? Sure, exactly. (laughs) What were the hands and feet? Were the hands were the hands and feet that by putting on our Christhood, we set an example, we set a tone, we set an energetic seal on our path that others can be attracted to. We show them by example, not just by words. Well, and I think it's it's the fact number one, God has given us free will. Yep. He's not going to go against that free will, as is evidenced by the, the terrible state this planet is in. Look People around. have exercised <laughs> their free will. Yeah. But God has many precious souls on this planet, and He needs us to help each other. In those that don't know how to call, for instance, Archangel Michael, we need to make a call for them. You know, they may be helped and protected, and so forth. So we literally do become the hands and feet of God, and instruments of God. And I think that's the key. We become instruments of God. It's not our human consciousness, you know, doing God a favor. It's positioning ourselves (laughs) so that God and the Christ can work through us. And this is what all the great people of God have done on this planet. Jesus kept saying, you know, this is what my father tells me to do. You know, he was the instrument of his father in heaven. And so that's who we need to be. And of course, we're not robots, thank God. We retain our individuality but we become greater in terms of our service because we allow God to work through us. Do you want all power in heaven and earth? It's possible as you become the Christ. And you're not going to get that power until God knows for sure that you can use it properly. But that's the goal so that we can help other people. And it's a path of humility and service and love and joy. And joy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that the... um, idea you mentioned that you don't put your Christhood on all at once is certainly true. We're very fortunate, everybody who's listening is fortunate in knowing that there is a a how-to, that the Ascended Masters have assembled this pathway because they've walked the same road that we're walking. They know what it's like. They know where we've been. They know where we're going to go. They know what we're going to probably experience along the way. So I just want to point this out that when we talk about the Ascended Masters teachings, we're talking about a how-to for achieving and attaining Christhood and your ascension. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, uh, one of those books, uh, "How to Become the Christ for Dummies." You know, <laughs> we should, we should. Christ for Dummies. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I just in terms of, you know, if we could have made it on our own, we would have done it by now. Because yeah. you know, the one the master said, we get flying colors for sincerity. You know, very high grades. But that's not enough. You have to know how to do it. Yeah. You know, I was recently in Philadelphia and. Um, I had to get around there, and there's no mountains, you know, to help you see what's there. And so I used Google Maps. And I have to tell you, I had no idea where I was half the time. But as long as I sort of followed the voice from Google Maps, I got there. And so it's maybe not a perfect analogy. but I love it. That's great. <laughs> Google won't get you heaven. But, you know, we have to trust God. We have to understand what this path is and how we're not going to be left in the lurch or abandoned or anything else, but we do our part. And that's where studying the teachings of the Ascended Masters gives you the knowledge and the tools to walk this path. Do you think there's going to be an app for that? <laughs> <laughs> turn turn right 300 feet. No, I think the app would say, you know, <laughs> you're irritated again. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there, there you go. You know, earlier, you mentioned something about this this artificial intelligence and, and everything like well, that. Well, yeah. I mean, you hear much about the artificial intelligence, the robot revolution, and so forth. Yeah. Well, AI is huge right now. Yeah. And there's a segment of the populace that sees our future as not merging with God, but merging with machines. And that's exactly what, uh, is it Eldon Musk said oh, yesterday? E- Elon Musk. Elon, I'm sorry. Elon Musk. He said, you know, 
people have to merge with machines if they're going to survive. He, he said it's inevitable. Yeah. And so it, it, <laughs> it becomes, that is the mechanical ascension yeah. in the yeah. sense. In other words, I, want, I don't want to have God in my life, I, but I want to live forever. So I'll just achieve that through merging one with a machine. I mean. Well, and that's not Christhood, folks. That's not Christhood. <laughs> it's in, you know, there's a price to pay for Christhood, but the, the, look what you get, eternal life with God. I mean, I don't know why people don't want that. You want eternal life, you know, with a computer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, so anyway, this is a day, a time when we have to choose which way are we going. And the contrast of the different paths are becoming more and more clear. Yes, indeed. Do we want to go towards God or go towards this other world of the UFOs and the artificial intelligence and the merging with machines, et cetera, et cetera? So that's a choice we're going to be making, and we are making. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Well, when we return, because we have to take a short break right now, we'll hear the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet about the path of personal Christhood and the true nature of our real self. Don't go away. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us today on The Open Door. We're talking about Christhood. 
And it is not an exaggeration to state that embracing our Christhood is the single most important event on the planet. Here's more. El Moria's definition of a disciple, or chila, is one who is striving to become the Christ. El Moria says, the Christ is the word incarnate within you. The Christ is your real self. Your real self is your holy Christ self, depicted as the middle figure in the chart of your divine self. The hour of Christhood in you, says the Lord Sanat Kumara, is more important than any other event taking place upon the planet. The hour of Christhood in you is more important than any other event taking place on this planet. When the Christ is born in the waiting chalice of the heart, that is when the light of the great central sun descends to illumine a world. If this is more important than any other event on the planet, then we must take this calling very seriously to realize that never can we do more than we can do for this world than on that day and date when we decide to walk in the footprints of our Lord and Savior and to internalize the word that he fed to us morsel by morsel, drop by drop of his precious blood. In a dictation given November 1st, 1987, Jesus called us to become the Christ. He said, blessed hearts, it is the hour, and this is the day of the marking of the hour, November 1st, 1987. Mark it well, beloved, for it is a date written in the book of life and in the individual book of life of you and of me. I'm certain that Jesus emphasized this date because he wanted us to clock it, to mark it on the cosmic clock and to study the astrology of that date, the juxtaposition of forces of light and darkness whereby in that moment our Lord called us because he needed us and he needs us every day, the rest of our lives just as we need him. And so that moment as it configures in your own chart will tell you what is the profile of your Christhood that you will outpicture in this life if you put your mind and heart and soul to it. Nothing can stop you from realizing your Christhood except you yourself. Nothing else in this world can stop you from that goal except you yourself. Jesus said, I have come to bring to you the word of our Father, and it is this. The hour has come for you to understand that nothing less than becoming the Christ will suffice as fulfillment or requirement of the law. This is the day that the path of thy Christhood must begin in earnest. You may have a number of goals in your life today and one central goal that is all-consuming. I urge you to pray as to how you can make all of your goals converge at the point of the path of Christhood, that becoming the Christ for you may be a householder, may be having a family and children, having 
being teachers or professionals or doing all kinds of things that are necessary to the fulfillment of positive momentums of karma and necessary to the balancing of negative karma. All these things can converge. You don't have to let go of anything except it comes under the headings of such things as incorrect livelihood and those points of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha. Whatever is lawful in the purity of the Christ and the Holy Christ Self, whatever is lawful for the Buddhic manifestation within you, which is love and joy and the givingness of self, Whatever that is, that can become a part of your Christhood and whatever else you are doing or you are that is not a part of your Christhood, let go of it. Just drop it. Just let it drop. Drop it right here in the heart of the inner retreat at the altar of God. You don't need to have a part of yourself in the astral plane to be happy. You may think you do because... You've become dependent upon the vibrations of the astral plane and people who are a part of the astral plane or the weight of your own karma and your own emotional body. But if you really desire to be free, you need to know that what is real sacrifice is when you keep all that garbage and all that baggage. That's a sacrifice because you are sacrificing your Christhood to that mess of pottage that will mean nothing to you as far as the ongoing journey of eternal life is concerned. It is no sacrifice to be the Christ. It is the greatest joy and the greatest gift of God to us. We are so humble before that opportunity to walk and talk with our Savior. That is the joy of divine love. When people tell me that I am making so many sacrifices, I tell them that is ridiculous. The whole world is making the sacrifice of foregoing the marvelous union of being caught up as the bride of Jesus Christ with the divine spouse. This is the glory of God. So let us recognize that when we talk about a path of surrender and sacrifice and selflessness and service, it is not a path of self-denial. It is a path of the affirmation of true being and the letting go of all that is unreal about ourselves. This is such an important and intense elixir that I give to you in this moment to forever let go of those things that you keep looking back to and keep looking back to and can't let go of when all of the things that are really important in life are yours in abundance, in joy, in happiness, in glory. There is no path of the sorrowful way. There is no path of burden. Don't be burdened about persecution. It happens to come with a whole package. So what? Have compassion for those who in their ignorance know not what they do and when you know of such ones send powerful love from your heart. Either the love ray and the ray of the ruby ray works or it doesn't work and we know that it works. Let it consume the hate and hate creation, the misunderstanding. 
Let it consume it. But the point is, when you learn of these things, don't be jarred from the centeredness of your being in your Christhood. Don't be moved. Don't be upset. Don't get into vortices of fear. Oh my God, what is happening next? What is going to happen to us now? I actually had to chuckle when I received a letter from someone who's been in this organization a long time who said to me, I'm amazed that the church is really still in existence today after all that we've gone through. Well, I'm not amazed at all. I don't expect anything to stop this church universal and triumphant. So don't let the devils shock you. Don't let them amaze you. Don't let them unhorse you. Don't let them get you confused and feeling bad and depressed about yourself. Just know that where that light is raised up, darkness will come in and it comes for transmutation. And so you have to stop what you're doing and for five minutes give tremendous fiats unto the Lord and then go on with what you're doing. Don't be moved. Every problem in your life can and will be solved as long as you don't get out of alignment with a living Christ. Let's say you had eight cylinders piled one on the other. And this is kind of a pipe. And it's a pipeline to your presence. So one of these cylinders moves over here because you're caught up in too much self-concern and self-pity. And then another one gets off over here because you're into condemnation and criticism of someone else. And so God wants to save you and he sends the light down and the light can't come down because the missing parts uh, of these successive cylinders simply are no longer a tube, a tunnel where the light can descend and restore you. So you must never allow yourself to get away from the centeredness of God's being. And there's a little mantra that you can give to remind yourself to stay centered. It is a mantra that reminds you that as long as you have ever been, as long as you have ever served God and loved God, he has never, ever let you down. He has never forsaken you. He has never abandoned you. And you have come through what you have had to come through. And the mantra is, and it's from scripture, it says very simply, hitherto hath the Lord helped us which means he's helped us up to now, he's going to help us from now on and permanently into the future until we are ascended in the light and free. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. 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 Now there is an exchange for having the limitless light, power, and consciousness and help of the Lord. And it is remaining centered in that Christ presence, performing the necessary rituals of prayers and decrees and meditations, taking care of your body and your four lower bodies, and not sinning against your neighbor by condemnation, not breaking the commandments, loving the Lord thy God with all thy mind and soul and heart, and thy neighbor as thyself. All of these precepts that are basic to all of the world's religions, you must live by them, demonstrate them, and be an example of them. In other words, 
You must be the Lord's servant. Now, it is not a question that the Lord says, I won't help that person because he's not my servant. The Lord doesn't say that. But the one who isn't the servant and is not following a path of discipleship has put himself so far out of alignment with these shafts of fire that descend to rescue us that he has placed himself outside of the pale of being rescued. And so we pray for those people who are our loved ones, whom we know are not maintaining a real tie to God, and therefore in the day of calamity they may suffer extreme pain and loss, and we grieve for them. And that is why it is so very important that we pray for all mankind and all light bearers of the earth. Because when we maintain the tie and we are not moved, we hold the balance for them so that God can intercede in their behalf even when they do not know the way, they are ignorant, they are untutored, or perhaps they are even rebellious. So you need to understand that this is why we pray for people who pass on, that they be cut free by the angels of light. Angels of light descend into the astral plane to rescue departed souls because we make the call. Angels don't ordinarily descend to the astral plane, so someone in embodiment needs to make the call on behalf of someone else who has passed from the screen of life with no knowledge or internalization of the word of God. And we have to take a quick break at this point, but uh, as, as she said, we pray in part to stay in alignment with God and to help our loved ones to keep in alignment as well. We'll share more about this in just a moment. Please stay with us. After a short break, we'll be back. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back, and where we left off was basically talking about prayer. And prayer helps us to shed light on our path and on the ultimate goal of achieving Christhood. Here's more. So that is why prayer is so ultimately important, and that is why the altars of the world are so magnificent, where there has been established a momentum year upon year upon year of that light of God in the prayers of the people. When I was in New York earlier this year, I paid a visit to St. Patrick's Cathedral. I would always go there whenever I went to New York from New Jersey, where I lived, and I would always beg my mother to take me to St. Patrick's. And so I hadn't been there in a long time, and I visited the side altars of the saints all around the entire cathedral. And as I stood before each of these altars, I felt the light and the spiritual energy of God in such tremendous power. And it was astonishing to me, and I realized that St. Patrick's Cathedral is the place in New York where the flame is kept against such actions as terrorism and so forth. Even as our humble abode of our teaching center in New York and all of our chilas there have kept the flame. And I said to myself, we surely must have a wonderful church at the Royal Teton Ranch, not just a tent that we pack up and move and the ground beneath our feet is no longer hallowed. I truly have not been to another place on earth except this dedicated retreat where I felt such light. And I knew it was the light of the hearts of the people, the people who pray and come to that church and give their devotions. That is where God has sanctified himself in the hearts of his own. So we look forward to the day when we move on to the building that we have planned, which is a wondrous plan, and the centerpiece of that plan is indeed a wonderful church that we can come to. So let us all hold that in our hearts as we go about solving our problems systematically and according to the best wisdom. Archangel Gabriel says that the person who will claim his Christhood and call forth the Father and the Son to take up their abode in his temple may displace the darkness of 10,000 times 10,000 individuals. If you have any doubt in your mind left as to what is the greatest calling in life that you could have, I trust that you do not have it any longer, that you understand just what is the power of Jesus Christ and what he is offering to you in the transmission to you of his momentum of his Christhood as you are willing to walk in the footsteps of the path that he has outlined for us. Of course it is so. The definition of the Christ is the incarnation of the Word, the Word that was with Brahman in the beginning. And that Word can be ignited in you, can be increased. 
The point of Christhood can start with a point of light in the heart. And then it can increase and increase and increase day by day by good works, by love, by prayer, by teaching, by giving of oneself until one has given the whole cup of one's life each day. Can you really say you've given that cup of life all away each day? God will fill it again and give you more each day. Each time you empty yourself and you are filled again, you are filled with more light because what you gave is multiplied by the Christ and returned back to you. So the more you give, the more you have to give. And this is the great joy of living on the path of the Holy Spirit. Gabriel said it, and it is so. The person who will claim his Christhood and call forth the Father and the Son to take up their abode in his temple may displace the darkness of 10,000 times 10,000 individuals on planet Earth. Think of yourself not having the path, the teaching, or the understanding. Think of ourselves in past centuries when we knew not the way and others kept the flame for us and we depended on the heart of Jesus Christ for our very survival and our very reincarnation again when we would be enlightened. Think how many have stood for us before the altars of God. Think how Moses pleaded to the Lord God to spare the people how he called for mercy. So many have gone before us to play this role. Now we today can assume that role and that mantle for others. Isn't that the most wondrous opportunity in all incarnations of all existence? The Elohim of the Fifth Ray Cyclopeia teaches that one individual who knows his Christhood is more valuable in the earth in this hour than any other individual of any other capacity. You must place supreme value upon your emergent Christhood. Treat it as a diamond that must be cut and polished and treasured, beloved. Cutting and polishing the diamond of your personal Christhood takes work, hard work, but doesn't anything else you strive for in this world take hard work? It's not worth having unless it took hard work, is it? The Ascended Lady Master Portia says, Do not accept that it takes so many years or lifetimes to achieve your Christhood. Neither entertain the folly that the achievement of Christhood is easily won. It is not easily won, beloved, or you yourselves should have long ago won it. You see, we didn't properly assess what it would take. And we didn't properly assess the living truth that it is our right and our divine plan to realize that Christhood. Because the church fathers didn't want us to know that and so on and so forth, as we know the old story. So I think that some of us have missed that calling just for want of knowledge, want of teachers, want of the immediacy of that truth, want of a community of the Holy Spirit such as this, and for want of the ultimate dedication by our Lord and by Gautama Buddha of Church Universal and Triumphant. That's why communities are founded and that's why there have been communities through all ages. 
there is a mutual reinforcement of those who walk side by side and are following the disciplines. When you are around people who don't follow the disciplines, you tend to be as they are. When you know you are a part of a worldwide brotherhood, a world community of light bearers, and when you think to do this or that that's a little bit out of the way, and you remember that thousands of people are holding that level of strength and perseverance and determination, then you say, I can do it too, and I will draw from that strength. And so it is wonderful that we have the sponsorship from beloved El Moria and the Masters to have this community. And it is wonderful that St. Germain sponsored America where we could celebrate our freedom of religion. <laughs> El Moria says that the disciple, before becoming the Christ, does become on occasion or often the vessel of his Christ self. So first we are the vessel, and in the process of being the vessel of the love of Christ, the truth of Christ, the qualities of the Christ, we are putting on that oil of truth, that oil of love. We are becoming saturated with it, and we are beginning to take on its characteristics, and we are beginning to think as Jesus thinks. And when we say, what would Jesus do? We know exactly what he would do, and therefore what we would do. So it is a very gradual process. It doesn't happen overnight. And that is why you have to be attentive day by day, weaving the cycles, weaving the wedding garment. How can you tell when you are the vessel of your Christ self? Beloved Archangel Jophiel and Christine tell us, when you hear yourself saying things that you know your Holy Christ self would not say, then you know that that Holy Christ self has ascended far above you and cannot enter in. When you say things with a tone of voice of condescension with criticism, with burden or depression, sarcasm or the vibration of gossip, then you will know your Holy Christ self cannot enter, for it is the law of God. Therefore, pursue the path of the imitation of Christ. And of course, you all must have that book by Thomas Akempis, The Imitation of Christ, reading pages of it daily, reminding yourself what it is to walk in his footprints. Speak as you know or believe Christ would speak, with love but firmness, sternness where required, mercy when it is due, soft spoken when needed. In the intensity of the sacred fire, when you would awake a soul who will not be awakened, Speak as Christ would speak, and Christ will speak through you. Think as Christ would think, and Christ will think through you. And the mind of God will become congruent with a physical vessel. When you think thoughts impure, unkind, critical, intolerant, the mind of Christ is not in you in that moment. And when you catch yourself, you make your calls to the violet flame, you apologize to someone, you make things right, and you get right back into that communion with God with ever more alertness to see to it that you are in control of thought, feeling, and spoken word. When you have feelings that are not feelings of the compassionate Christ, then you know Christ is not in you. 
Then you ask yourself, well, why do I have those feelings? And you start getting out your books on psychology and you read about the inner child and you go to work with those workbooks and you get to the bottom of why you have those feelings so that you will not repeat them. Some feelings, some expressions of emotions are repetitive throughout a person's lifetime. Everyone who knows that person knows that that person gets crabby or does this or does that or does the next thing except the person himself. That's very unfortunate. So you see, when you get to the bottom of why you do things and you solve that problem by love, by decree, even by therapy with a professional, then you will find that you will not repeat these things anymore. And you will have your victory through and through because you have seen your psychology for what it is and you are getting past it and beyond it and mastering it. And this is the path of mastery. So practice sweet thoughts, sweet feelings, sweet words, and soon they will come naturally. Demonstrate them to your children, to one another, and others will speak as you speak. For all humans are imitators. Implicit in this teaching is that someone is going to imitate you, whatever you are doing, and not necessarily because they are around you, but because there is a subconscious communication through the level of the soul throughout the world where people imitate people and momentums and fads grow out of that. And so, whether you are alone or whether you are with people, you are setting an example and other people are imitating you. Finally, beloved, perform deeds that you know Christ would perform and shun those which Christ would not engage in. Obedience to the inner voice of God is the first precept of Christhood. This is a fundamental truth. If you are going to obey the inner voice of God, what do you have to do? Listen. Listen, right? I heard you say listen. That's right. Some people don't listen because they don't want to hear. Some people actually become physically deaf because lifetime after lifetime, they have refused to listen to the voice of God. And so God has taken away their hearing, their outer hearing, as a karma that they might learn to seek him and desire to have that hearing again. Jesus told the disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. The ascended master Jesus says, listen to the inner voice that does guide thee. Before thou speakest in an ungodly manner, the presence does warn. Refrain thy speech. It is not pleasing unto the Lord. Each act, each desiring, each contemplation of deceit or ambition, as it does come from the tempter, is rebuked by the Christ. Listen to the inner voice and obey, and all shall be well with thee. There's a bit of good advice. Listen to the inner voice, obey, and all will be well. That's a promise. Back in a moment, don't go away. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Well, welcome back. I would say we've covered a bit of important ground today. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, you know what I love, the one comment, because I think, you know, sometimes I think we make things more complicated than they have mm-hmm. to be. And Mrs. Prophet made the comment that many people haven't made it for the want of knowledge and the want of teachers. I mean, that, that is so simple. In other words, we think, you know, I'm such a terrible person, you know, I haven't made it so far, whatever the reason is. It's very simple. You haven't had the knowledge or the teachers. And I think that's what's so unique about this hour, which is the end of a very long cycle on planet Earth, Armageddon, as the Christians like to term it. And the opportunity is here. We have the teachers, we have the knowledge, and we also have the violet flame. You know, there's many wonderful great souls of light that pass from the screen of light, life. And they don't make their ascension because they haven't had the violet flame. In other words, they still have res- the karma um, from, it could have been a million years ago or 100,000 years ago or whenever, that hasn't been balanced simply because they didn't have the violet flame. And so they have to come back. Yeah. And so with, with that, those three things, wherever you are on the path, St. Germain has promised we can either make it in this lifetime or in the next, depending on the age and the amount of karma and so forth when we start. So the opportunity is there. If we don't take the opportunity who knows when it will come again? I mean, look at what's going on on this planet. The opportunity for freedom of religion, individuality. Look at China. I mean, people who think differently are either put in uh, re-education camps or they're, they're prevented from doing anything in society. So who knows what darkness would come on the earth if we choose not to walk the path of our personal credit. It's enlightened self-interest, and it's the most important thing you can do for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones, for God, and for this planet. Yeah. Nothing else takes precedence. You know, you mentioned for want of teachers, want of knowledge, that some some souls don't make their ascension. The point, one of the points that Mrs. Prophet made in the course of that lecture was that we are constantly being watched, that we are being imitated, and that I think that it's really important to remember that we may be the teacher that somebody else needs by our example. And you don't have to be perfect to do that. You no. know, sometimes if you learn from your mistake, then others will imitate that too. <laughs> so, you know, what we do is important. Don't worry about being perfect because it's not going to happen on this planet. But worry about being that chalice, acceptable vessel for the Christ to work through you because that's how you will make your, your victory and how others will make it too. So, you know, I, I think we want to get away from the fact that this path is too hard 
get away from, you know, not pretend it's so easy, but it's a path that's walked. You know, what man has done and women have done can be done again. Yeah. So they have walked the path. And we have the violet flame, number one, as we shared before. We only have to balance 51% of our karma, and that's only been for the last 100-plus years. It used to be you weren't leaving until you balanced 100%, (laughs) but now you can balance the remaining 49% of what's left from the other side. So, you know, the time is ripe. Yeah. For your walk of Christhood. And, and you know, you, it's interesting, too, because all the souls on the planet are reading what you are doing because humans are imitators. And, and you do something here in, in Montana and somebody in China is picking up on it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's an amazing, <laughs> it is. amazing well, fact. And, I, you know, I really I hear what you're saying. And I want to go back to something that Sid said a moment ago, too, about this path. It is a path of joy. It's a path of love. It is not a path of self-denial. It's not a path of burden. You know, the only burden is our karma. <laughs> and, and we have the violet fork through it. I mean, you'll, you'll stub your toe a few times. But that's how we learn. I mean, yeah. it is, isn't it? You don't put your hand in the fire more than once. <laughs> and uh, I think we've made some of these mistakes over and over again. But now we have the knowledge. Now we challenge this weight of condemnation that's put upon us by this uh, misplaced <clears throat> theological doctrine. Or even the projection, you know, from the little devils that sit on our shoulder and tell us how terrible we're. We can challenge that because we know God is within us. And because God is within us, we can walk this path. It's a very simple statement. And, you know, we know that, but we've never been explained to us and told us how we walk. And and I just want to say here, when I started on my spiritual path, I had some ideas in my mind of what that spiritual path was like. And I can tell you probably 99% of them were not right. <laughs> so you have to have an open mind in terms of where, how this path works. The guru chila relationship, the master-disciple, is the highest relationship, even higher than twin flames. And this is how we're going to get home. You know, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet mentioned that book, uh, The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. Mm-hmm. That, was, uh, that was one of the books that I read in my first quarter of Summit University, Ascended Master University. And that's available on our bookstore, isn't it? Or it's available yeah. online. I mean, it's, online. it's, it's Amazon. A, yeah, and I, I have that by my bedside. And I can honestly say, in some ways, that book has been more valuable to me than the Bible. Why? Because it helps me position my consciousness on what it means to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. yeah. You know, you mentioned the violet flame, and I want to make a note here before we leave for today's show that this particular program is the part is part one of a series on, on the path of personal Christhood. And next week, we're going to be talking a bit more in detail about decrees. We're also going to be um, coming back to a concept we've discussed before of the dweller on the threshold which is essentially the collective consciousness of all our misdeeds, our bad karma. This is a an entity, if you will, that we're going to be confronting at one point or another throughout the course of our lives until we vanquish it, until we achieve the mastery over it that will basically be the last piece of our, of our Christhood. And the good news is we have God's help to do that. We've got God's help and the master has to do it. it, indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, one other thing real quick, we're going to be going in about a minute here, but, you know, you had made a note. Mrs. Prophet referred to the astral plane. Yes, the astral plane, there are, very quickly, there are 33 levels of heaven and 33 levels of hell, if you want. And hell is really the astral plane. And the highest levels of the astral plane are not much different from the planet <laughs> in some ways. And um, when she talked about being in the astral plane, I mean, you can see things on this planet which are, they're hell on earth, literally. Yep. And I'm thinking of this, what's that Burning Man thing they have outside of Reno and Nevada, which is, 
uh, drugs, debauchery, and I don't know what else all in a, in a weekend. And fire. And, wow. it, you know, this is not the way of God. And so you are attracted to those things because the world is attracted to them. And we have to say, no, I'm on my own path, and I choose not to do that. And by the way, I wouldn't go around announcing that you're on the path of personal Christ because people <laughs> might think you're, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> gone off the deep end. All you say, I'm going to try and be more like Jesus. Yeah. And, and isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Everybody loves that. And that's a path worth taking. Well, Terry, how can people get a hold of us? We are at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio. (laughs) You didn't know that. I didn't. Webradio at (laughs) tsl.org. Thank you, Terry. This has been great again. We love spending this time with you. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.